Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where... The three well-dressed men. <laughs> Barr has a tie, I have a tie, Evan without a tie. But he's got a shirt. Well, button down well, shirt. It would be really weird if he didn't. <laughs> yes, he has a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Tell our listeners where every year we throw a... A little big, uh, this is the power, big, sports, big power, power sports lunch, business yes, lunch. Yes. yes, so a lot of executives coming in today. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably use some clips on the show, but you name it in sports business, they're in the house today. And we didn't, I didn't want to scare the guests, so I put on a, a tie and, and a jacket. So. As I said, you're gonna love the way you look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the big money issues in the world of sports, and today we begin with the NCAA tournament. Oh, brackets all set where Duke has claimed the number one seed overall. It's about time something good happened to that program. Well, as long as they keep the shoes on, it's going to be all right. Yeah, right. Oof. See, what I, see what I did anyway. Uh, Evan but, wrote a good story on that, by the way. Do, yes. do we have a chance to discuss it? I don't know that... Oh, the, the, the I don't Nike, think we did. Let's do it quickly. I mean, yeah, yeah we can do it real quick. Yeah. The Nike, you know, after after that, you know, share, shoe tear heard around the world uh, when Zion sprained his knee in a shoe that fell apart. Nike apparently had a team in Durham the next day to inspect the shoe. Obviously, very very contrite, uh, and then sent that team over to China uh, to look go through the process of, of making the shoes, trying to make a more reinforced one and then sent that team back to Durham with a bunch of different options for different kind of reinforced shoes triple, for Zion triple reinforced. to choose. Yeah. So when he returned for the the, bas- the ACC basketball tournament this weekend, he was wearing a different model, the Kyrie model instead of the Paul George model. Uh, it was reinforced, but it was also kind of the, the, the reinforced model that he had chosen after trying on a number of different ones uh, as, as his preferred shoe of choice. Are you saying, Eben, that Zion, if he goes into the local footlocker, it's not the same shoe as Kyrie Irving is wearing. It's is funny, that what you're yeah, trying is, to sell it me? It is not the same shoe. And and this has been, uh, our colleague Ira, Ira Boudway pointed this out last week, this has been something that shoe companies have pushed for a long time, that, that the shoe you buy in Foot Locker and the shoe you buy in, in Dick's or at Nike.com is the same shoe built for the specifications of the world's greatest athletes. Uh, that is not true. The, the shoe that Zion Williamson wore in the ACC basketball tournament, the shoe he will be wearing uh, in the NCAA tournament over the next couple weeks, uh, that is a shoe that you you cannot buy. Uh, that's made for a man who's six eight, two hundred eighty-five pounds. SUV and sneakers. Exactly. That's not made for your for your average weekend. Uh, but Bar, who you got? Who you got? The betting lines. Let's talk about that. Who UNC. you got? UNC. Yes, I do. Be- and okay. simply because they beat Duke twice. Right. Not Sy- once. Well, twice. Heck, Syracuse beat Duke. Go Orange. Um, <laughs> but it's not. It's not a surprise that more money's been bet on Duke than anybody else, and the odds are obviously are not that great. So the odds makers, the bookies, are probably more than happy to take your. Your bet on Duke. Yeah, Duke is almost lapping the field now. I think their odds are down to two to one, right? The next closest Virginia at six to one, and then North Carolina and Gonzaga both eight to one. Thirty-eight percent of the total money bet at William Hill. Thirty-eight percent. Duke, Virginia, Carolina. People like favorites, right? They like like the favorites. And and I promise you that in in a world of of lines that actually set the odds, none of those teams would be that low. Yeah. The question is, Evan. Then, what's the motivation? Do people just want to say that? They won their pool. They had the right team. Or if you're really, if you're a strategic better and you want to make money, 
you certainly wouldn't take the. Yeah, if, you, if you're a sharp right now, you're not you're not taking you're probably not taking Duke at two to one. From how it's been explained to me, it's a psychological thing. You you want to bet on the reason why the favorite is almost always bet more than the underdog, even with the points, is that you psychologically want to bet the better team. Right. Right. So if, if Duke is playing Syracuse and Syracuse is a whatever a fifteen point favorite, that I might don't be like your example, but okay. <laughs> that might be a lot of points. <laughs> But psychologically, you just want to bet Duke because you know Duke is the better Duke team. Duke's going to win the game. Um, right. So yeah, if you're pricing a futures bet right now, you you want your money to still be on the line in two weeks, right? You, you don't want to bet whatever Yale at 450 to one if Yale has a good chance of losing in the first round, and then suddenly your interest in the tournament. Although dwindles. somebody did, I wrote it down. Here you go. Here, biggest exposure at William Hill, a two thousand dollar bet on Cincinnati. Mm. Pays off 400000 There you go. Yeah, well, uh, that ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> but even so, I don't know what I bet. Even at those odds, would I put $2,000 down on Cincy? No. I mean, yeah. how much money do you have to start with? Less than 2000 uh, Yeah. buy a TV for that. Listen, listen to this guy. And a good you, can buy, you can buy a TV. <laughs> It's also, I mean, it's important also to note that you know the these you know the title odds before the tournament starts is not the the main area where these bookmakers take money, right? They they will be taking a lot of money game by game, kind of round by round. It's 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 too early to kind of point out, I think, fully yeah, where the saying, exposure is. Well, for, one for of the, the one of the guys who heads the book said, if you want to bet Duke, the smarter money is to go game by game. Don't, I don't totally believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you might even well, get see, better odds yeah, than right. winning right. each. That's the way I plan to. I, I don't think I'm going to do a bracket this year. I want to do each game and do it that way, and and, and look gonna at. Going to get in your car, drive right into the New Jersey border, and uh, get on lock into your Fanduel, then drive home. <laughs> that's right, man. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> DraftKings. Sorry, either or. Either or. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have gone brand. Uh, sponsor matter. the podcast, and then yeah, we'll yeah, choose yeah, brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I got to bring this up, by the way. One of the games that's taking place in the tournament, and I'm sorry, I, this can't be an accident. Is that? Um, I guess it's going to go Patino. Patino yes, or exactly. LSU? Yeah. No, no, Patino. It's not an accident. That's not an accident. No. In case you don't know, by the way, uh, Louisville uh, will meet uh, Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is coached by Rick Patino's son. Was it Richard? I think it's Richard. Yeah. Richard. Richard. And we all know what happened to Rick Patino in Louisville. Just by, just, just. By chance, just chance. Round one. Well, I, yeah. yeah, I, I want to see. The well, NCAA should, the selection committee should do this more often. There yes. should just be, you know, Think, a, coach who, all, a coach who it. leaves a school and goes to another school playing his former school. There yes. should be, a, there should be more of. A lot of people are pointing at LSU, uh, LSU, Yale first yeah. round. You know, two schools that are embroiled in two very yep. separate uh, college basketball scandal <laughs> or college sports scandals right now. Uh, yeah, I want I want more of this. I want more just I, yeah, you know, palace intrigue type stuff. I'm going to be watching this game. You, you want to right. segue or should I segue? You go ahead and segue. All right, because we talked about Zion and Nike ripping. Yep. Kind of cool on, I always like this, which which companies have how many schools in the hmm. tournament and how do you take advantage of it. Yeah. No surprise. Nike at 40, yep. but down from 47. Okay. The big winner there then, if you have to make up seven. Under Armour, 17, up from 10. Mm-hmm. Adidas, 11 this year, 10 last year. And poor Russell, Russell Athletics. The past four years, they had three and fifteen, three and sixteen, one and seventeen and eighteen, and none of the Russell schools could quite get there. Yeah, well, zero for Russell Athletics. I think Russell is out of the the business entirely at this point. I think uh, Georgia Tech was their last uh, was their last holdout. This is this is the uh, beat you cover. So you tell me. Yeah, I mean the these things certainly matter, and it also depends on on who your your teams are. Question for either of you outside of Maryland, can you name another confidently name Under another Under Armour school? Right? school? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's good. So there's question. 17 of them. There's 16 others. Can right. you name another one? No. Uh, no. 
Right. So in my opinion, that kind of shows that, you know, even though Under Armour is, is, is gaining market share there, um, you know, there's not a lot of name recognition for Under Armour schools right now. So maybe it, maybe that's it'll help. Yeah, I, I, I we'll see. see. Yeah, and, and who knows if you know Auburn and you know Texas Tech might be the the two best uh, the two best Under Armour schools if they go deep in the same way that South Carolina did for Under Armour two years ago. Uh, that would be important. But if you look at the list of Under Armour schools, Do you, know, you have a lot of uh, Auburn, Bradley. Cincinnati, Colgate, Gardner-Webb, Georgia State, New Mexico State, Northeastern, Old Dominion, St. Mary's, Seton Hall, St. John's, Temple, Texas Tech, Wisconsin, and Yale. I'd have to, I have to segue again one, one second. Like a little, <laughs> little sideline tangent, though. Yeah. Did you see Bradley apologize? I for, did, yeah. yeah. Did you see this bar? No, I didn't see this. They, they sort of removed access for a long-time columnist at a local paper, and, and apparently, according to the paper, like the line from the school was, like, you don't represent, or you don't, you don't, you don't promote the Bradley brand, brand carry the water for the school. And, and the writer was like, that's not my job. So no, it's not. They, 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 they put out a statement apologizing, and that was never they the intent. They owned it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I just went, like, how does that? I don't know how that happened in the first place. <laughs> I'm not but, Well, no, wait, 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 whoa. What? I, mean, so I want to get to Bart Simpson. But, all right, I want to get to Bart Simpson, so I don't want to go too long, but yes. I, I get, okay, then why was he booted? Well, that's exactly. I I. I I don't understand how that even happens in the first place, especially now when you can just amplify that message so quickly. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> mishandled tremendously. And, and they at least admitted that it was uh, that it was mishandled and his credentials were uh, were restored. The Simpsons. And finally, yes. eSports made its way into an episode of The Simpsons. Over the weekend, with Bart Simpson and company competing in a game loosely based on League of Legends. Listen in. Hold on a minute. Bart Simpson has not given the GG. And the dynamite mine he planted in the Dragon Turds is exploding now. to the World Championships in Seoul, South Korea, while the Canadian team is out. Uh, out? Ha, <sighs> oot. Oot. Don't. Oot, yeah, don't. <laughs> uh, well, it shows you it's, it's, it, it, eSports is in now. But they may be late on this one. They may be late. I mean, they had Trump as president, remember? They, yeah. were, they were early. On this one, I feel as if, I mean, the cultural tipping point, I think, are we there yet? I thought. We yeah, were, yeah I, there, I got right? some calls last week about you know PR people talking about this episode about how it was kind of like a, a sign that esports had arrived, um, and I was honestly surprised that The Simpsons had not right. done an esports episode uh, before. But you know, certainly The Simpsons has a huge reach. It's exciting for the esports community. People in that world certainly seem to be excited. Um, this was a, a, an episode done, uh, as you said, Michael. <laughs> Loose game game called Conflict of Enemies, loosely based off League of Legends. Uh, from what people are reporting, Riot Games, which makes League of Legends, sat down and you know chatted with the the Simpsons folks, tried to make sure that the uh, both the, uh, the 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 gameplay and then also kind of the, the the words the kids are using, kind of the culture around tournaments, etc., uh, was as accurate as possible. Uh, from reading Twitter last night, it seems like they did a, a an okay job. Um, there was certainly enough in there that if you're a serious gamer, you know, there were little moments where you appreciated, you know, getting an inside joke that a lot of the country uh, could, wouldn't get. You need the authenticity, but I didn't see it, <laughs> but it's enough to make me take notice and be like, okay, I, yeah. I, I, I like the fact that they addressed it. Can, can I get, can I get, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I guess that's my cue. <laughs> He's like, can I? And Colin's like, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Noby Williams. We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online where you get your podcasts.